0: Hello, and welcome to This Thing Called Life, a podcast dedicated to sharing stories about acts of giving, kindness, compassion, and humanity. Your host, Andy Johnson, will introduce you to powerful stories about organ, eye, and tissue donation from individuals, families, and healthcare teams whose experiences will inspire you and remind you that while life is hard, unpredictable, and imperfect, it's also beautiful. We are so happy you're here. Now, let's join the show.
1: Welcome to This Thing Called Life. I'm your host, Andy Johnson, and I want to thank you all for listening, and I hope everyone is doing well. My guest today is a close, dear friend who I've known for at least 30 years, and he's going to talk about what's going on with him and his beautiful family and who he's fighting for in this season of his life. And I'm just grateful that he's here with with us and that you are listening. I wanna remind you that our nation is in the midst of an organ shortage. And in order to minimize that, we need more people to register to be donors. The time is now to get the facts and move past the misinformation and untruths that have managed to exist for years and be passed through generations of families. The reality is that people are dying because of it. People of all races, all faiths, and all socioeconomic levels. Visit org to get the correct information and also listen to our past podcast episodes, uh, which can be found wherever you listen to your pa- podcast and also at org. There's so much helpful, correct information and stories that will inform, encourage, and empower you. Understanding what is true will help save more lives. Operating from facts and not fear will help save more lives. And you never know, it could be you or someone you love in need of being saved or healed through a transplant. So please get the information. So with that, I want to welcome Mr. Robert Wilder or Robbie as I've known him forever. (laughs) So welcome, Robbie.
2: Hey, appreciate it. it. Thanks for having me for sure.
1: I'm so glad that you could come and just talk with us today um, and really just share your story um, and your family's story. So, I know, but for our listeners, that you have a beautiful, spunky, fun-loving wife, Taisha, and can you tell us a little bit about her?
2: Well, we met at this point twenty years ago, and we, you know, went through the dating, got married, did our travel hangout thing, and now we have a eleven-year-old daughter. As of you know, a week and a half ago. And she per se is, like you said, spunky,
0: mm-hmm. extremely
2: spunky, quick-witted, <laughs> um, sharp tongue, fun-loving, you know, loves to always keep a little bit going. Probably that's why we're together because we're both kind of like that. Um, she, you know, was definitely diligent and hardworking within her career until you know her uh kidney disease pushed her to the point where she's not uh, uh, able to work anymore so you know That's a couple tough. of months ago she you know had a heart attack on our way home from Chicago got her to the hospital she went through you know a couple of days in Lafayette Indiana and we got her back here to Cincinnati uh, to UC at ICU, which they, you know they took great care of her because initially you know we were thinking it may just be a brain injury, mm-hmm. with all that was going on um, for the lo- lack of oxygen to her her organs. But now it has turned out that you know it's a extreme kidney issue, which had been going on before because she was already in stage renal disease, but the kidneys are you know for her is what. It's controlling everything within her body. So, with the kidneys going wrong, other things are happening. So,
0: mm-hmm.
2: with this heart attack, now she has some some heart issues with some blockage, working on now. But, you know, all of this would either not have happened or gone or will go away once she's able to get a kidney transplant. So, mm-hmm. me, I am you know have made it my I don't know my personal crusade to to get her a kidney. You know, she and I were just talking mm-hmm. within the last couple of days, and I told her I said, "Babe, um you know, these are all the things I have going on right now. This is what we're trying to do to get you a kidney when you finally get out of the hospital." And, you know, I know you're a private person, but what we were doing before was not working. Right. You no, know, so it was time to make that change.
1: So can you talk a little bit about the privacy piece? What what, what do you think that stemmed from, Robbie?
2: I think more of being maybe embarrassed, mm. you know, to let people know that you're sick and in need. Mm-hmm. Folks, you know, just some people just don't want people to know what's going on inside their home. Right. And you I know, feel like
1: we were I feel like you and I, because we've known each other a long time. Forever. And and I feel like I I get that because um, I just this and I'm not trying to make this broad generalization, but I think in a lot of black families, my family Mm -hmm. included, you just didn't talk about that kind of stuff.
2: Right. Right.
1: And I think we were raised that
2: way. Right. You know, the, the most that you might get out is, yeah, I got a little bit of high blood pressure, maybe. Right. You know, but other than that, you know, if it's something serious, you know, folks not talking
1: about it. Right. Not
2: at all. Cancer any of those things. You know, they just don't want to talk, you know, just even going away from that, just mental health in general. You know, folks don't want to talk about that, because when you're seeing as having something like that, you're all, you know, you're seen as being weak. You know, and that's just, you know, a mental side of things. Also, and like you said, we've been conditioned from generation to generation to generation to, to now this is where we are. Right. And, you know, when folks on the outside looking in would be like, well, you know, I would do this, I would do that. But, you know, I, I, I would have said that too, before I was in this situation, you know, you just don't, you know, it's because, you know, first of all, I'm going to respect the wishes of my wife
0: mm-hmm.
2: and do whatever, you know, I can to, you know, help her get better without having to, you know, make her feel some kind of way. But, Right. Now that when you, you know, to be honest with you, walk on the you know the doorstep of death, yeah. what we're doing wasn't working, so we have to change that, right? You know, and that's just kind of where I am. And I was like, I, I, I told her I just couldn't do it anymore. You know, and we had a really heartfelt conversation while she was in the hospital. You know, sobbing, crying, and just letting her know like, can't do this anymore, can't do this again. You know, right. and things right. of that nature. But it was. it's kind of touching also in one way, but it's also, you know, scary to, you know, to be in this situation, but to find out, you know, the resources and friends and family that are able to step up and help, you know, just kudos to you because you're actually the first person to really start bringing her out of her shell with the things that you had her doing within the last year and a half or so, because she would just be like, okay, I'm on the list and, you know, hopefully I find, you know, a kidney and everything will be all right. But, yeah. you know, when she, we were talking to her nephrologist, you know, three years ago, he was like, you know, you're going to have to go on dialysis. You're going to need to get a kidney. Like you need to start understanding that now. Right. And, you know, I think she and I both, you know, semi might have buried our heads in the sand a little
1: mm-hmm. As many people do. So what's the condition that Taisha has that has brought her to this place of needing a kidney transplant?
2: Well, she has lupus also. Okay. And so now she, it really, that's what kind of destroyed her kidneys. Okay. And, Which is common
1: for yeah. patients with, with lupus.
2: Yeah, yeah. So once, once that, you know, started really happening, you know, our kidney slowly was surely started to deteriorate. And then when she had our daughter, um, that's when it just kind of really went downhill. I mean, it was a tough pregnancy for her, you know, my daughter was actually born at 26 weeks. So she was itty bitty when she came out. I mean, you know, blessed though. I mean, she's healthy, strong and doing, doing everything under the sun. So. Right, but that's the the root of it was was lupus, mm-hmm. and it just kind of killed her kidneys, and and like I said, slowly but surely just deteriorated. And like I said, you know, we kind of got you know we stuck our heads in the in the sand when you know the nephrologists were saying like, look, eventually you're going to have to go on dialysis, you're going to need a kidney transplant. And we just kind of, instead of being proactive at the time, you know, we just kind of yeah. let things happen.
1: Right, right. So can you talk about what it has meant for you and for Taisha and Carrington to see this, this love and support that's coming from everywhere, from um, the families that, you know, of the, from Carrington's schoolmates and her, the people she plays sports with and just everything, outpouring of love. What has what that meant for you?
2: I mean, it's really big. I mean, it's a blessing for Mm -hmm. sure. You know, you know, you just never know till you get into a situation like this of, you know, what's going on, who is in your corner, who's not, you know, you find that out really quickly. So, you know, the things that folks that have been doing or, or really wanting to do, you know, has been really big. So. You know, Karen. She's living her best life. So she's, you know, she's just navigating fifth grade. She, you know, she
1: is. She is the. I mean, she's just the perfect product of you and Taisha. Like the spunkiness, yeah. the all of it.
2: She did get the best of of both of us. She, you know, hasn't gotten the work, You know, didn't get anything the, the the bad parts of us for sure. You know, she definitely is. So she's living her best life. She's been you know, they're really the rock for me for sure. You know, cause she's always like, mommy's a fighter. Mommy's going to be okay. Yeah. You know, just trust the process. You know, I'm just looking at it like mommy's going on a business trip and she'll be home soon. You know, so she has the right ideas that have been saying and doing yeah. all the right things. I think it's now starting to get to the point though. She's like really missing her mom. Sure. But the good part is right now is when Tysha is becoming, you know, healthy and, you know, is becoming you know, on the rebound, so this is, like, okay, you know, because she hasn't seen her mom at all in these last two and a half months. Um, I mean, they've talked yeah. FaceTime, but with all the things that Tysha has going on, she hasn't seen her, but they've talked, but tasha has been able to see her, so tomorrow or Saturday, she'll get a chance to see her mom for the first time. Aww. So I'm excited about that. I think Carrington's a little nervous just because she hasn't seen her right. for a while, but You know, Tysha. you know, she said to me just a few minutes ago before we got on this call, I was talking to her and she was just like, I I didn't realize the impact I've had. I was like, yeah, I mean, there's an outpour of love and blessings, you know, on your behalf right now. So, you know, it's just, you know, I'm I'm happy to see it for sure. And then she also said that Andy will put you to work. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I got a, I got a podcast interview with Andy. She was like, oh, <laughs> Andy will put you to work for sure. I'm like, yeah, I've been one of those days with Andy. <laughs> I know, it's like, it's
1: just been Robbie and Andy day.
2: <laughs> right, let's fun. roll. You know,
1: <laughs> but that's sure. what it's all about. Like we're, you know, sharing the story and also just, uh, you know, showing people that it's okay. It's okay to be vulnerable. Yeah. It's okay to yeah. share what's going on because We're stronger together. You know what I'm saying, and that's that's where I just I, you know, I'm again like having known you as long as I have. Like I'm just I'm so proud of you because this has taken a lot of courage, and and I know that because we kind of came from the same place, and this is not a comfortable thing to talk about. You know, yeah, yeah, doing it. So I just I hope Taisha has an opportunity to listen to it. you know, and we'll get her feedback because I know she'll give it to us. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not gonna hold back. Well, why did you say that, right, right. girls? <laughs> uh, so right now want... you have used your cards.
1: Yeah. So I wanted to ask prior to all of this, like growing up, what was your view about donation?
2: Had none at all. Okay. Had none at all. You know, you eventually you see it on your driver's license. Like you can be a kid, you know, an organ donor, or a tissue donor. Mm-hmm. So my sister was like, you know, you should do that. You know, this is what we always you know, this is what you should do. This is what's going on. I never, you know, looked at it like, yeah, you know, just it's just one of those things that you just, you know, for me, it just wasn't a part of what I was doing, you know, or, or, or the people that I were around, It just, it's not something that you think about. And, you know, it's taken to, you know, get over 40 to be, you know, more conscious of things like that, mm-hmm. you know, and then being put into the situation with my wife, you know, then you, you know, you learn so much more about it, but, you know, growing up, it's just like, whatever. I mean, you, you know, right. that it's there, but it's just not something that you think about doing.
1: At all. I, I, I'm I'm like you. So I've been here for about almost 16 years now. But prior to me coming into this role, I was not registered. And for me personally, it was I never wanted to think about my own mortality. So when I was asked yeah. the question, I was like, eh, yeah, I'm good. And so I think there's a lot of people that share that viewpoint. Um and if it if you don't have a personal connection, it really doesn't resonate with you
2: right 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 so that's weird though you know i i, I never really associated it with mortality though mm-hmm. you know for me I just kind of associated it as you know if you want to you can give you know your kidneys and you know you can donate your organs and and it's it, it's fine you know but I just never you know i didn't it's never looked at a past so not even about mortality but not to so say that I can understand why. Right. Because you're at the point if you're donating organs right half the time, you know, 90% of the time you're not around anymore. Right. It's a deceased donor. So right. Yeah. So I'd never really, you know, kind of put that part of in perspective, but I also, you know, it just never just kind of resonated until until I got into the situation myself.
1: Right. Right. So this is a question I like to ask my guests. What is it when when you have those hard days and it, and it just feels too heavy? How do you keep going?
2: I got eleven year old now, so I got no choice.
0: Mm-hmm. What
2: it boils down to, mm-hmm. you know, I'll call you know one of my guys and, and vent for a little while. Mm-hmm. But you know, I got eleven year old, so I gotta do for her. Cause she depends on me and her mother, right? You know, to to make sure everything is is insulated for her per se. You know, to mm-hmm. let her know what's right or wrong, mm-hmm. what to do and what not to do, and you know where she's supposed to be or what needs to go on. Or and there, you know, there's just so many responsibilities in terms of what are you eating? Is lunch dinner? breakfast you know what are you wearing you know did you brush your teeth you get your hair together you know that's and that's all within the first you know 20 minutes of waking up right you know trying to put all those things together I mean even if you plan ahead you know okay you're picking out your outfit the day before but then like oh snap I forgot I need to go to the grocery store so you know you got to pick up this now what time do I have to do that because I am still working you know nine to five Right. Um. She has school, so that gives me a little. We. I gotta go see Taisha. You know. So, I'll, I don't have time to. To 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 stop. Right. Right now, but, you know, and I, and I have been honest with myself, and I'll tell the folks out there, when she gets home and gets healthy, even before, kidney transplant, I will sit down. Good. You know, and I'll stop. And are. I'll relax. You know, to the point. You know, once she's in a good, a good spot, you know, and just kind of go from there. But until then I'm, I'm just rolling. Right. And I got, you know, I got folks who will step right in and, you know, do, you know, what if I ask them to do stuff and, right. and that's the one thing, you know, you have to learn to help let people help. Accept the instead help. Of trying to do it all on your own. Right. Because you'll, you'll kill yourself, run yourself mm-hmm. ragged. Mm-hmm. You know, and I have have learned that through you know the situation. But the one great thing is, you know, with my daughter, she's so regimented, it, it makes me regimented also. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I'm planned throughout the day, all the way up until she gets home, and then you know, still got to get her in bed, you know, and, mm-hmm. and and get her fed. So you know, once once she lays down, usually I lay down too because I'm pooped. <laughs> you know. <but laughs> It's time to just kind of just you know just and and get ready to start over. Yes, one of those things. So,
1: how does how how what role does your faith play in this?
2: Definitely, gotta have belief, and I try to give it up to God and not worry. But you know the the human in me is like worry, worry at times. Right. Because there's, a, you know, have been a lot of ups and downs through this process. So, you know, even praying and you see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel and then you take four steps back, it's like. Right. Shuts, you know, it's tough. So, you know, faith would just keep praying and call on my prayer, prayer warriors and, and hope and, and, and prayer. So, you know, right now she's definitely a testimony of prayer and And everything that has gone on. So I'm just so, so excited and elated, you know, for for where she is right now. And, you know, I conversations that we have had lately because now she's able to talk, you know, because that wasn't even able to happen. Right. You know, just, you know, a week ago. So, you know, we were communicating more of reading lips. Right. Or trying to figure out what her facial expression was saying Mm
1: -hmm. you
2: know it was just everything so that that was hard within itself
1: sure
2: and you know then I would see something going on and you just you know I had to kind of turn away because I just want to you know break down and cry right then
1: right
2: so you know that's when you get on your hands and knees and pray some more right and, you know, right now, and I told him, you know, i am been self directed and I don't know what else to do. I'm just going to give it to you and let you direct me. Right. You know, and in most instances right now, I have done that. But like I said, the human in me still wants me to, you know, kind of do a left when maybe I should have, you know, kind of veered to the, to the right, or even just went on that roundabout instead of getting <laughs> not the roundabout early. So, Yeah. You know, the roundabout gives you too many options of what you should do. <laughs> you know, not, you're not sure if you yeah. make the right one. Like a, a simple example of that is she had been asking for her phone, asking for her phone. I was like, this is not a good idea. So I take her phone to her at the hospital, give it to her. She falls asleep as I'm about to leave. I'm standing there, you know, hovering. It's like, should I take the phone? Should I take it back with me? Right. And keep it safe, everything. Phone is now lost. So what happened is the phone got wrapped up in the bed linens and they took it out. Oh, oh. So I tracked it, but, you know, of course, they're saying they can't find it. So that's right. Right. Kiss my grits. <laughs> but, you know, it's. You know, this that simple thing like take the phone, you know, and I'm saying to myself,
1: like just take it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And then I was like, all right, she'll be mad. She's going to want her phone. And she, you know, where she is right now, she wouldn't even probably remember she even had the phone. Mm -hmm. You know, one of those type things. So (laughs) just kind of mad at myself on that. And that's probably been the one decision out of everything, all the decisions I've made so far that has made me mad. The rest have been like they should, they've worked out like in my mind that they should. So that part is good.
1: Oh, good. So as we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to to speak on or share?
2: Yeah, just on the kidney donation side, I know you have gotten out the information of folks of how to get tested. Like it's a simple process, but folks don't need to be scared. And what I have found out from these last two months as I have, you know, just kind of thrown myself all the way into this with both feet, that folks want to help. You know, I've had so many people like, look, I'm getting tested. This is what's going on, or, you know, call me back with a whole bunch of four-letter words, like, I'm not the right blood type, you know, this, that, and the other, upset about it. You know, but folks want to help if they know you need help. That's right. You know, and that's the biggest thing that I have learned. Like if you let people know, they will help. And, you know, okay, of course, there's some naysayers, but you don't let somebody block, you know, what your blessing is and what you're trying to do. And that's for sure. And, if, and that's just in life. But folks, you know, if they know what you're going through, they will help. And you know, that's the biggest thing. Let folks know if you need some help right. and not just sitting on it. That's right. You know?
1: And I want to let people know if you're interested in being tested to be a living kidney donor for Tysha, uh, you can call 513-584-0784. So I just want to put that out. But you're yeah. absolutely right. Like there's just so much power in community. And I think this situation, and and then also just with what we've experienced with this pandemic, I think that we've learned that. Like we just yeah we are better together and and we can't we can't not speak about what's going on with us we got to be vulnerable we we have to be okay with that cuz that's how we're we're going to be able to go on and help and just and thrive so and that's I,
2: everybody black white and other like absolutely. when you're in these situations that color does not matter at all not at all at all like you see the the true insides of a person when you know you're up against adversity and folks are working together it has nothing to do with color at all. So mm-hmm. that's one of the things that that folks are misconception that people have to get past. Absolutely. like it has nothing to do with that. Absolutely. At all. Absolutely.
1: Well Robbie, thank you so much um for taking the time to to talk with me. I Anytime. know this, I know this is hard stuff and as I've told you, I am just so proud of you. And just, I mean, you did it, you are stepping out and you're talking about this and you're, you're just, you're just being present and you're fighting for your family and Taisha. And I just, it's just, as your friend, it's amazing to stand with you and watch and walk with you and, and just know that you're supported by so many of us here and what you need to know is that by you sharing this and, and just sharing this testimony and what you're going through um, is going to prompt another father, another husband, another son, what have you, to share what's going on with them. And that's the, mm-hmm. that to me is the best way that we can help one another. So, again, I thank you. I know Taisha. I know she's a fighter. I know she's been a wonderful partner to you and a wonderful mother to Carrington. Mm-hmm. And she is, I think just, I mean, she's blessed to have you as her advocate and her champion. And so I hope you can share this with her. And just, I want to say, Taisha, we love you and we're praying for you and we got yes, you. Yes,
2: yes. So appreciate it for sure. Absolutely. Thank you.
1: So as I close today, I want to remind everyone there are 107,609 men, women, and children in need of life-saving organ transplants in our country. What can you do? You can register to be an organ eye, and tissue donor, or you can learn more about being a living kidney donor. We've talked a lot about that today because the vast majority of people waiting need a life-saving kidney transplant. Thank you so much for listening. Please be kind to yourself and to others. Thank you.
0: This episode is brought to you by LifeSetter. Are you interested in saving someone's life by becoming a living donor? You have the potential to help save and enhance the lives of others, those who suffer from chronic illness or the effects of traumatic events. Statistics have shown that a new name is added to the national waiting list every 10 minutes. You have the opportunity to help others and save lives. You have the power to donate life. By offering a kidney or a portion of the liver, living donors offer their loved one or friend an alternative to waiting on the National Transplant Waiting List for an organ from a deceased donor. Today, the number of living donors is more than 7,300 per year, and one in four of these donors is not biologically related to the recipient. Go to Life pass it On for more information. Thanks to life Center for their continued support. Thank you for listening to This Thing Called Life. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcast to make sure you get updates on all new episodes. And we would truly appreciate it if you would share, like, or give us a review to help us grow.